defenses. Initiate bank protocol. It is live now. Live Saturday Night Live. Welcome to 2020. 2020. Double vision. Welcome to uh, a Bird Protocol. We took a bit of a hiatus because the holidays were crazy, as per usual. Also, we just kind of let things get away yeah. from us. And so. I broke my ankle, so... Yeah, there was a lot, a lot of things going on. I slipped on ice when there wasn't snow on the ground. <clears throat> That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I was fucking just laying there in a parking lot and then just kind of sat there for like five minutes. When and did you do this? Like two weeks ago? Literally the last day of work before the Christmas break. Oh. So the Damn. 23rd. I was walking to work for all of a four-hour shift and just slipped on ice and fucking... Did you tell me this at the show? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. think you did. I oh. didn't know that. because Well, it fucking sucked because... Yeah. I was, like, trying to, like, I don't know. I was just cutting between these two cars and then just fucking ate it hard. Well, what happens? Like, my left leg, like, went out, like, trying to do the splits, and then I just kind of crumpled up on my right foot. And I, Too and much weight. Too much weight. Yeah, and as I was going down, I was like, this is going to hurt my ankle. And then, sure enough, it was just, like, just twisted weird. I was like, yep, yep, there we go. And I just kind of sat there and yelled for a while. Well, yeah. speaking of feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good segue. Good segue. There we uh, go. This week, there we, we go. are doing uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Quick Hell Tarantino's yeah. ninth picture. It did just come out last year, but uh, we decided we yeah. wanted to talk about it. And Just um, came out on Blu-ray and 4K just in time for the holidays. So. Yeah, and we got a bunch of shows lined up for the future, and uh, we're going to stick to the schedule. Yeah. So, uh, but we're also adding mini episodes, so... On every Saturday, we're going to drop a, a short episode where either Matt and I talk about something that we uh, liked. I just dropped one on Star Wars and franchises. The next one, I'm going to talk about Justified, if you've ever seen that show. And I think Matt's got one after that. But yeah, we'll have more. We'll, we'll, we'll give you more information as it comes to us. Might do one on Lolita. Hard. I know. I watched that movie a couple days ago. And I was like, Peter Sells is really funny in this. And the guy that plays the lead, what's his name? James. Whatever. He's just really weird. And it's a very weird movie for a pedophile movie. I don't know. <sighs> pedophile movies often err on the side of weird, I think. Capturing the Freedmans, what up? Um, anyway, so yeah, we got a bunch of stuff planned. Uh, we're going to keep up with it. But yeah, today we decided to do uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hell yeah. It uh, came out in July of last year. Hell yeah. Quentin Tarantino's ninth film. Uh, yeah. It was a 90 to $96 million budget. We've got yep. Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Timothy Oliphant's in it, which is funny because I'm going to be talking about Justified on Saturday, and I have a big man crush on him. Yeah. Uh, who else is in that? Um, Margot Robbie. Oh, Margot Robbie, Sharon Tate. Emile Hirsch plays that J guy who's just there. Yeah. Who? And then some guy that was obviously supposed to be Adam Driver as Tex. Oh, yeah. No, I think that kid's kind of well-known. I should probably uh, pull this up. Kurt Russell narrates it. Um, Bruce Dern as the fucking Al Pacino plays Marvin yeah, Schwartz. Oh yeah, Dakota Fanning plays uh, Squeaky. That little yeah. Even though she's just in it for like one scene. Um, Luke Perry, rest in peace. Lena Dunham plays one of the trash bag hippies. 
Oh, yeah. And Damian Lewis plays Steve McQueen for one scene. Which is so fun. It's just Steve McQueen just like being really horny over Sharon Tate. And then he's just like, I never had a chance. And like, he looks so much like, he looks like the ugliest version of Steve McQueen. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, this it really looks like smoked out Steve McQueen that's just given up and it's just trying to fuck some like there's young like and there's people. tons of like random people that are in it. Scoot McNary plays a character in the in the uh, TV show that Lancer TV oh, yeah. show that he shoots. Um, then that's where well, some Michael Madsen's is. in one of the Bounty Law things, and apparently Tim Roth was I think in one of those TV shows as well, but was cut but he's still in the credits of the movie. Yeah, well, I'm sure that there's like a five-hour cut of this movie. Probably. It seems like he was taking his sweet time exploring Hollywood, which this movie is sick if you know anything about movies and Hollywood history. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize how much I would just enjoy the kind of, like, intertwining stories that led up mm-hmm. to the final act. Like, so- there's a part in the movie where you literally just watch another movie. Yeah, it's literally just Margot Robbie watching the actual Sharon Tate. Yeah. So Quentin Tarantino's like, I'm just going to pay money to have two minutes of this old-ass movie. And then they randomly splice Leonardo DiCaprio into the scene from The Great Escape. Oh, yeah. Like, random, just random yeah. stuff. It's it, Honestly, if you like movies, watch it. If you like Quentin Tarantino movies, watch it. If you like dialogue, watch it. And that final sequence is the greatest it's fire payoff just purely i mean there's going to be spoilers in this so i can but seeing them i decide, think that's just like they know now yeah seeing it's, seeing the a manson family hippies decide to go for rick dalton instead of sharon tate yeah and then walking into to brad pitt's character cliff high on acid high freshly <laughs> high off an acid cigarette and then he just trying his dog to eat food with eat, his dog yeah. and then he orders the dog to eat the dude's like the dog just attacks the dude he eats his dick like it's incredible and it and like he doesn't even say anything he's like the fucking blue dude from fucking guardians of the galaxy he just whistles and shit people yeah, just start he dying just, he just goes and the dog yeah. just boom and then the girl tries running at him and he smokes her with the dog food incredible dude. okay we can't get into that we gotta we gotta have some semblance of when he of, just uh, starts smashing her face oh man there's so many so many good so many good parts good parts oh there's also movie. something I want to talk about specifically too I don't think you're going to bring it up but I'm going to bring All right, it well, up well we'll get to it we'll get to that in a bit so yeah um, it was released by Sony uh, it's the first movie he did without the Weinstein company because do we really have to go into it no, do we, we really have, have to go, go into it, into it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it it, it, um, it first premiered at at Cannes um, on the twenty first of Cannes May film festival. in the film festival. Um, it had a box office of three hundred and seventy two point four million dollars, um, which might be like his high. No, I think probably Inglorious Bastards probably his highest yeah, grossing. Yeah, and I honestly at first like I kind of picked this out of the blue to talk about because I hadn't seen it, but. I think there's a real conversation we should have about um, the Tarantino list. Yeah, that's but that's a- that'll be a, that'll be a bit later. Um, first impressions of the film? Did you see it in theaters? Yeah, I did. I am unfortunately I did not. I think I saw it like the first or second. No, like probably second or third weekend it came out. It was sick. I remember really digging it in theaters. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a 
it was a normal theater experience. I was just like, hell yeah, that was a good ass movie. I liked it. Uh, I, Brad Pitt. I have the shameful, shameful truth of the the fact that I didn't actually go and see it when I should have seen it, but it was yeah. the summer and I was just so busy and I never really got around to it. Um, and I wish I could have seen it in theaters because I had such a good time watching it today. Like guys, I just finished watching it and then drove over here. So like, I'm ready to go. Like I'm buckle up. Like I'm ready to talk about this. Yeah. Cause I rewatched a it lot on of Monday, it that I really though. fucking love. Like this movie slaps. I'm two days fresh of watching it again for a second again. time. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have to watch it again. Um, uh, the, the movie follows a couple different characters, some of them real, some of them fake. Uh, Rick Dalton, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, he's an aging uh, Hollywood star. Yeah, he's sort uh, of a metaphor for many, or stand-in for sort of many actors. I, I think that the whole, well, somebody said that the whole thing was about the twilight days of old Hollywood. And yeah, think, and then the actors that couldn't transition from t- television to movies. So... And I think a big part of it too is them talking is, is there's a lot of, um, there, there's something that you could say about, because like they say that when the Manson murders happened, it was like a, a, a kind of symptom of a dying Hollywood. Um, and I think that Quentin Tarantino here kind of, he does his whole like alternative history thing where Sharon Tate never yeah. dies. Uh, and instead these characters that he created, beat the shit out of the people that were supposedly killing Hollywood. So I think there's like a kind of a, an allegory in there for Quentin Tarantino saying, no, Hollywood's alive and well. Yeah. Um, and kicking ass and beating also, women's faces in, not actual women, but beating the faces in of those who wish to kill it. Although Brad Pitt does beat the shit he out of He beats her. the shit out of a woman. Yeah. And it is justified. Oh, yeah. It is highly justified. Highly justified. <laughs> Highly justified. The dog really does most of the most of the damage, though. Yeah, and then the dog goes and hides away with the Italian wife, which is yeah. the best thing ever. The dog just goes up to the door, oh, oh, and she just like comes out. But yeah, hell yeah, you, I oh, want that that dog in my the room with me. After that happened, and I was like, wow, this dog literally murked. Yeah. All three of them, I know, and at least two of them totally fucked them up. Like when yeah. the last girl goes outside before Rick Dalton flamethrowers her, which is incredible. Also, you know that saying: if you show a gun in the first act, you better be use, be willing to use it in the fifth act or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Chekhov's gun. Well, mm-hmm. in the first part, when um, uh, Brad Pitt goes back to fix Rick Dalton's, oh, so I should say Brad Pitt plays Rick Dalton's stuntman, Cliff Booth. Who is his stuntman and also now just sort of driver? Yeah, they're like handyman. they're like friends. They they're best pals. They're best, they're best pals, best but but Rick Dalton pays him to just kind of drive him around and help him out. And with at first, stuff. it kind of seems like he just pays him to hang out because Rick Dalton seems sad as fuck. I honestly, I never really got the, that he. I never. Well, Rick Dalton. Yeah, sorry, I thought you meant uh, Brad Pitt's character. I was like, no, no. Brad Pitt's character seems like he's just chilling. He no, he seems give, like a jovial guy. Is willing to just drive around town, fucks. get some nice boom. Well, bang. and you learn about the you learn about the history of him and like I mean the whole stuff about his wife. But then he was in the war and he's the most dangerous person alive yeah. and all that stuff. And it turns out it's true. While on acid, mm-hmm. he just he kills a bunch of people he basically murder somebody with a but can of dog food but competently yes 
not like it's not like he's like freaking out. He's just like no. Yeah. <laughs> throws, the girl starts screaming and running towards him with a knife in the air, and he's like, no, <laughs> like, dog not food. today. <laughs> he just eats some fucking dog food out of goddamn. Um, and Margot Robbie face. plays uh, Sharon Tate, who was a real person murdered was, by the Manson yes. family. Not who, in this film, but in real life, she was. She was married to Roman Polanski, and she was pregnant with Roman Polanski's baby. Yeah. And if Rome Polanski had that baby, his life would have probably been a whole lot different. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thinking about that after it was done. I was like, damn, like a whole this... lot different. Yeah. He wouldn't be going after babies himself. Yeah. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. I don't think people know. Well, I guess we should just say it that Rome Polanski is exiled from America and many countries because he raped a minor and he's fled America. So now he like yes. hangs out in France cause France is horny as fuck. And they're just like, he's fucking people and he's making good movies. He still makes movies. Oh yeah. He still makes movies. He won an Academy it. award for best director in 2002. This rape happened in the seventies. He's been yeah. on the run Jack for Nicholson a minute. Was there too. Now, we, I, I, I'm not. This is not. Let's just give but some. This some context the movie takes. It. The person was, I think, yeah. 15. She was 14. 14. Yes. Uh, and that's horrible, horrible, mm-hmm. horrible. But I, I believe in France. That's the, the age of consent. Is yeah, that's lower. why France is like has no problem with him hanging out and making movies there. Yeah. Because the France is also just uh, like we love, art. we love Rosemary's Baby. Uh. And I think generally, it's this is like one of the, the most like. What he did was absolutely wrong, um, and I think that Hollywood in that time was a time of lots of drug use and kind of law lawlessness behavior. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that Jack Nicholson is equally as culpable. He probably did some shady well, shit. Well, they probably did some crazy shit on the set of Chinatown. Let's be yeah. serious. Let's be serious. Um, lots of cocaine. But you, can, but you can't lie and say that Roman Polanski isn't like a, an insane director. No, The Pianist is one of the greatest movies of all time. I know. And he made that post rape. Rosemary's Baby. Fantastic. Yeah. There's the, so many of his movies are are actually incredible works of art and seminal to film. Yeah. But this is one of those things where it's like, yikes. Big <laughs> yikes, know? yeah. Yeah, it's big yikes. Um, but, but anyways, this movie takes place before any of this. Yeah, this movie takes place in a fictionalized world before Where Sharon all of Tate's this. not murdered. Yeah, Sharon Tate is not murdered. And, uh, and yeah, so Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate. Uh, and then everybody else is just kind of like a cast of, of some real people, some fake people. Um, yeah. Fictionalized version of real people and, and then fake people. like uh, A lot of people based on people. Yeah, a lot of people based on people. It's kind of yeah. like a, a mishmash of. I mean, Quentin Tarantino has his movies where, like, they all talk about they talk about the Quentin Tarantino universe, where yes. where some of his movies exist within this world, and then some of his movies well, are movies do. within the world. Yes. So, like, some of this the movies are real life in so, his world, and then some of it are movies in that world. Now, let created. me pose this question. Did Inglorious Bastards actually happen in the Tarantino universe? And the movie that Rick Dalton has the flamethrower from is a movie about that. Yes, I assume that that's the that, that's the truth. So America killed Hitler in Tarantino in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So this is Hollywood killing Hitler. Yeah. Like they've killed Hitler. Okay, so yeah, that's okay. Oh. This is also in a universe where Sharon Tate wasn't murdered and Roman Flansky did not go on to 
sexually assault and rape a minor. So yeah. Anyway, I don't want to focus on that because that's a bit of a bummer. But uh, but anyway, the movie follows a myriad of stories, mostly focused on Rick Dalton coming to terms with his aging as an actor and and the, the sort of world that he dwindling exists in. career. Yeah, dwindling career. Um, Brad Pitt's character just kind of is there. He's just kind of like in in the world, and he's he he is the one that kind of ties all of it yeah, together, he, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really do anything. He just like chills with his dog and yeah. um, he makes Mac and cheese and he comforts Rick when, after meeting um, uh, Marvin Schwartz and, and Marvin Al Pacino's character at the, on set it's of the like film. go to Italy, make some fucking yeah, go to Italy and make some spaghetti, spaghetti westerns, eh? Uh, because Which you is... should be a leading man. You shouldn't be playing yeah. the bad guy in every ep- or in uh, pilot shows, TV shows, and getting killed. Yeah. Um, shouldn't be the muscle. Is that what he says? Or the oh big? no, the heavy. He the says heavy. He's being That's the heavy, it. but he's like after uh, Al Pacino says they keep putting you in those roles, and people psychologically associate you with being beaten by these new young actors who are better than you, or may not be better than you, but we're conditioned. Um, yeah. The people are psychologically conditioned to expect you to lose, and you're no longer a leading man. You should go do this, and this is causes a whole psychological. This is issue. before people understood what character actors are. <laughs> Uh, yeah, except for that girl and the, the girl. Yeah, the, she's Mirabelle. all about that. Yeah. She's like, uh, please don't call me by my real name when we're performing. And then he starts crying. Yeah, she's going method. <laughs> she goes full method. She goes and she's full eight. method. <laughs> and, then, and then Rick Dalton's crying because he's like having a breakdown while trying to tell the story about how he's telling the, the girl a story about a book he's reading, which is... And it's like an, an allegory for his life of that he's not as yeah. Good as it's he also a be. western for like high school children. <laughs> yeah, and then he's crying, and she comes over, and she's like talking to him, and then he's like, "Oh, thanks so much, pumpkin puss or whatever," and she's like, "I will not be referred to as names such as pumpkin puss, but because you're upset." I'll let it slide and we'll talk about it later. And then walks away. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like wild. an eight-year-old girl. It's and it's like a 15-minute scene. Yeah, it's long. It's just like right in the middle. <laughs> oh, it's just so... So many scenes in that movie are so long. And it's just like... But the one thing what? that I've noticed... But of, they go by so fast. The one thing that I noticed about this film is that like it's um, leading up until the final uh, encounter... It's very much just like a day in the life of movie. Kind of, yeah. I was going to say it's almost Linklater-esque. Like yeah, it's, it's very much like just slacker of people just sort of coming, coming there's, or there's going, and going and he gives the, the ride very, to, the, to Pussycat, the, the hippie, yeah. who he refuses to allow for her to perform fellatio on him. She because cannot she cannot prove, prove she's age. 18. <laughs> Shoutouts, Consent. Roman, take a lesson yeah, take, from fucking Cliff. Yeah, take a lesson. Uh, this is ask consent, buddy. Consent and it's uh, America. Yeah, no, he's, he's eighteen. He's good. Unless he may, you're in he New may York, have killed his wife, but he's uh, he may have murdered. He may have harpooned a bitch. Who knows? Yeah, that scene is incredible. <laughs> I, we were just talking about it before that, but anyway, let's get to it. okay. Um, the the uh, before we go off on our t- t- tirades, tirades, mm-hmm. whatever. Tirades. Um, tirades. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Um, but the movie, the movie really functions differently than a lot of Quentin Tarantino films. Yeah, uh, it it's not because uh, there's no antagonist in the movie. 
yeah, there's no antagonist. It just kind of floats around and does it. I mean, it has all the Quentin Tarantino dialogue that uh, people love, but it's funny. It's really funny. Like it's, it's actually like there's comedy in it, which there's comedy in a lot of his other movies, but Mm -hmm. the comedy is, is um, campy. Yeah. It's like gaudy, like in your face, like over the top kind of like, yeah. This is so silly, it's yeah. funny. Like, you know, like, the three basic types of conflict, like, man versus self, man versus nature, man versus man. Like, this one, it's two hours of man versus self, and then all of a sudden, it's like, man versus cult. <laughs> Just out yeah. of nowhere. <laughs> Dog versus cult. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, it, and it's, but it's good. Like, it, it, it really is, uh, I really do enjoy, uh, I enjoyed the change. I enjoyed... Um, I enjoyed the way that uh, it works, and I I I enjoy how much care he put into into it. The one thing that I love about Tarantino movies is like the guy knows film. If you oh, ever yeah. heard him speak, I mean, he's right now he's in the middle of the being, guy's the biggest movie nerd alive. There's another. Hands I know down. you said don't mention other podcasts, but there's another podcast called The Rewatchables, and they have him as a guest. Uh, and the movies that he picked for his rewatchable, his three rewatchable episodes. His Girl Friday. Uh, no. The three movies that he picked were, first one was Dunkirk. Hell yeah. The second one was Unstoppable. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and the third one is King of New York. <laughs> like, King of New York with, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 oh, how come I'm blanking on his name? That's... The dude from like fucking the crime shows and stuff. No, 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 no. It's got King uh, of New York. Unstoppable. Is that the fucking Tony Scott movie? Like the fucking with, with Denzel Del- and Chris Pine. Yeah, on the is that the, on the train? Yep. Jesus. Jesus. Uh Christopher Walken. King of New York has Christopher Walken oh. and Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, that's not it's, who I was thinking of. I was thinking of All of these movies are are good movies, but they're not what people were expecting from from uh quentin tarantino and i salute him because that's the kind of shit i would do like that's why we're doing the shows that we're doing the stuff that we have planned we're talking about stuff that we like well if i had to pick the three most rewatchable movies right now for me we're let's not get go down that road because that's going to be too hard my point is is that he goes and he talks about these movies and he he speaks with such precision and gusto and knows what he's talking about he knows the history he can back up his opinions as to why he thinks that they're incredibly rewatchable and incredibly important to him and what he likes about him i mean his the way he talked about tony scott he's like unstoppable the last movie that tony scott made there's very small list of directors where the last movie they made was pretty much um the embodiment of their style of filmmaking and he breaks down why that movie is great. Why the storytelling is great. Why all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel about movies. And I can tell in his films that he cares that much too, which makes it that much more exciting for someone who's studied film to watch them. Like you can like Quentin Tarantino movies cause they're sick movies. Yeah. But if you like you and I have gone to school for it, we're like listening to the dialogue catching all the beats, catching all the angles, catching all the cinematography, mm-hmm. the way that he sets everything up, the story, the all way like that he the tells subtle the stories, all the subtle the references, sh- other shit. all the things that, that other people may miss, we catch and appreciate. Not saying that other people don't appreciate them, but I just thought that once upon a time in Hollywood, the amount of, 
of creativity and thought that went into telling this story that blends truth and fiction, but still comes across as, um, it, it still comes across as very fluid, very day in the life. Like you said, it's not over the top. It's not, it's just, um, if you look at a movie like Django Unchained, that's fantastic for similar reasons, but also completely other reasons. Yeah. And the, I just love the fact that he made a movie that's different. I, I just, I honestly, like, I just watched it, so I'm sorry yeah. I'm gushing, but... Like, Django and Chains, like, there's a very direct goal of the characters. And this one's like, what's Rick Dalton's goal, I guess, is to just act good? <laughs> that's it. Know. And then he fucking nails it, and then he starts weeping. Yeah. And because he was so fucking good. On that. I know. And, and then like, the girl comes up to me. She's like, that's the best acting I've ever seen. Yeah. And then he's like, sorry, kid, if I hurt you. And then she's like, I'm always wearing pads. And she has fucking knee and elbow pads on. She's ready Sometimes to get just Sometimes I tossed. throw myself on the ground even when I'm not being paid to. It's <laughs> like, this kid's, this kid's wild. This kid is definitely a child actor. This again, is a prima donna. Again, movie is really funny. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. What would you say would be your favorite scene? Hmm. I have to like, go. I like. I guess you have to say like the climax, like the ending. Okay, like, so I like. I have two. Well, I have two for. T- there's so many good scenes in this film. Um, the climax is incredibly satisfying. And the scene on the porch of him having a breakdown, that's also good. Also, the scene in the trailer when after he fucks up all the lines. Yeah. And then, because I love the part where he's like, gotta quit drinking, man. Five whiskey sours. What the fuck you doing? And then he just like, chugs the like, drink. Yeah, he's like, I had eight whiskey sours. Eight whiskey sours. Couldn't have had two or three, but you had to have fucking eight. Why? Because you're a fucking alcoholic. Oh. <laughs> uh. Leo kills it. Yeah, he really I, gives Brad himself Pitt the does business. Does a great in it. job in it too. But I was gonna say, Brad Pitt just fucking is so so. Cool. The one scene, and and it's not even. Um, I think that the the movie itself was was great. The climax, it's so. Oh such my a good god, payoff. best scene. What am I saying? The Bruce Lee scene, son. So that's what I was just Jesus. Gonna say. I, I totally forgot about that. The, and I really have to say something that's kind of off topic, but about wait, that scene. Wait, let me just finish one thing about because this is now that scene was a good scene. It it wasn't the best scene in the world. Uh, no, or but the best scene in the movie. It was necessary to show how badass. It, not even that. So I mean, it, it is, and it, it, it's great. It serves a function. It's it's um, uh, a a it's a good scene in the movie. But the transition back from the flashback, where he has the cigarette in his mouth and he laughs and goes, <laughs> "Fair enough." Yeah. <laughs> After he had gotten fired, he's like, "Why don't you take your shit?" Go to wardrobe, take your clothes off, get your shit, and fuck off. And then, and then, um, Kurt Russell's like, "No, honey, I, I can deal with it." He's yeah. like, "You need to get your stuff. Go to wardrobe, get your clothes taken off, take your stuff, get the fuck out of here." <laughs> and then it's him thinking about it, and he's like, "Yeah, fair enough." I laughed <laughs> out loud. I can't even do it justice. Just the way that he brought they brought it back, and then he's like, even like, "Is yeah, he just kind working of on the roof or something?" Yeah, he's yeah. on the roof, and he's like. Yeah, I guess I was kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Threw Bruce Lee into into a car that turned out to be the wife of the guy who's making the movie. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Um, yeah, that no. That scene's tight. That scene's tight. I like the scene where he speaks with the little girl. Um, 
Uh, I like... I don't... I, I mean, I understand why Margot Robbie's in the movie and she does a good job, but a lot of her scenes just kind of seem like they're just there to tie the ending in. Yeah. Like that they live next to, to Roman Polanski and Margot yeah. and um, Sharon Tate. And that's just to like justify the ending of it. Like I would have been fine with a movie just about Rick and Cliff. Yeah. But I think she does a great job. Quentin Tarantino looks at her feet a bunch. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd look at her feet a bunch too. <laughs> Who wouldn't? If Margot Robbie's enough. feet are in front of you, you're going to look at them. You might even just give a little whiff too. Yeah. Maybe give him a lick. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you haven't had Margot Robbie's feet in front of you. You don't know what you might do. You might do some wild shit. I don't know. That's not my, uh, that's not my cup of tea. Is, it, but. is she Australian? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Um, yeah, no, they, the, the I, and I mean, obviously it's, it's part of the film and I enjoy it. I just think there were some of the scenes like where she's watching herself in the movie. Yeah. Well, I think it, she was meant to be in it to contrast Rick Dalton. Like he's an actor on the downslope and then she's one on the come up. I think, so I think it's that, I the think dichotomy, that the, the contrast that, that could have been leaned into a bit more. If we're going to talk about nitpicking that if that was the point, then it could have been leaned in a little bit more. Yeah. Um, probably it was, maybe there was a scene where there was something that was like an, a, a direct dichotomy and they just cut it cause they didn't need it. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure Who there's knows? probably a four hour cut of this movie yeah, I was somewhere. Say it was a four or five hour cut. That's what I said before. Um, I, yeah. So favorite scene, I would say, I, honestly, the, the climax because it's such a good payoff. The scene where he's on the boat, uh, where Cliff's on the boat after they talk about him possibly murdering his wife and he's on the boat and his wife just starts like yelling at him and he's sitting there with a harpoon gun mm-hmm. and then it just cuts before it shows anything happening so you don't know whether or not he did. Oh. But just the way that they set it up and she's screaming at him, what, you're too tired to fight? Well, I'm not too tired to fight. I can't believe I'm on this boat with this loser, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it's just so funny the way that they... Put also, it together. another one, the whole ranch scene is pretty fucking great, too. Surprising, surprisingly good tension. Yeah, because, like, it's whole the whole thing's building up to Cliff trying to figure out if the fucking Manson family has murdered the old dude that owns the ranch. And then this one chick's like, you know, we like to watch movies, and I oh, fuck that, his brains out. Yeah, and that's, and that's what's uh, her Dakota face? Fanning. Yeah. And she looks like fucking rough. Like it looks yeah. like she's been doing meth for weeks. Probably has. Probably. I don't know, man. She's good looking. Probably she's not. chilling in the room and, and then and then yeah, then he eventually yeah, and she's just a total cunt. And that, then no, that was that's another good that whole section is another good section. Yeah. Um But then when he actually gets into the room and then she's like he's blind so you're gonna have to tell him who you are and then he gets into the room and then like he doesn't wake up so then there's even more attention like oh shit but he's also like 100 years old so and, and then he, he does up wake up like i don't know who, who you, you are, are. <laughs> i'm fucking i'm fucking blind didn't she yeah, tell that, you yeah that little redhead out there he's like i'm fucking <laughs> blind how am i supposed to know what color her head is yeah brewster <laughs> kills it as just an angry old man trying to sleep also that role originally burt reynolds he was casted, did the fucking first read-through, and then unfortunately passed. Yeah, and he was the one that came up with the line, line that Bruce Lee says. Was that what Bruce Lee is, you're up? too pretty to be a yeah, uh, stuntman. Stunt 
People didn't like that whole um people didn't like that yes. whole Bruce Lee bit. This is the thing I want to talk about. Because these people can go fucking suck a dick. Well, firstly, it's a fictionalized version of a real of a real character. Secondly, the idea that somebody was not at a certain point a bit of an ass is like stupid. I'm a nice guy, but yeah. I've had days where I'm I'm a jackass to people. Also, people think his accent's too cartoonish. Sorry, have you ever seen a Bruce Lee movie? Yeah. Have you ever seen a Bruce Lee Look, movie? My my point is, I can understand why you would not like it. Ideally, as uh, as someone who is in his family, and I can understand why you might be upset about it. But at the same time, it, one, it wasn't really that bad. Like it wasn't. Yeah. They made it seem like it was like, oh, they're they're gonna like, uh, they they're gonna completely destroy his legacy. And it doesn't really. Yeah, it's not like Brad Pitt called him like a what? something. No, I can't <laughs> believe you just said that. Uh, no, well, I'm saying no. Yeah, but that's what they're acting like. They're acting what, like he said like they're like it's like the most racist shit. It's like no, he's just a cartoonish asshole. Yeah, and then the thing is, like, that's like, the oh. thing is Bruce Lee is universally known as being like a decent person and a good mentor to people in martial arts. It's just, it's a comedy movie. It's a comedy movie. It would be and, and funny to see Bruce Lee as an egotistical asshole. Yeah, and also the thing is that this never And also had, the line about manslaughter. Yeah. <laughs> if I kill you with my hands, That's I, might so go to mer- I might go to jail because like, they're register weapons. He's like, I, he's think, like, I think that register weapons is a bunch of horse shit. He's like, because you go to, he's like, if you, if you get anybody, in a fight with somebody and kill them, that's manslaughter. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody gets in a fight with somebody and kills somebody, that's, they go to jail. That's called manslaughter, and I don't and I don't believe that whole hands registered as weapons horseshit. I think that that's just an excuse for you not to get into a fight with people. I thought it was great. I I do really like that scene, but the transition afterwards where he realizes how much of a dick he was being to to them, he's just yeah. like, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Kill me. And that's the, the timing thing. on that is so. That's funny. also another point is that. If you want to get really fucking specific, it's also the way that Cliff remembers it. Yeah. It's his perspective. So maybe he is interpreting Bruce Lee as an asshole. If you really want to fucking dig deep on the scene. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of good scenes. The movie is pretty much just punching way above the belt on every scene. I don't think... Like I said, the only stuff where I found, found it kind of... Where I was like, oh, meh, was... Just there's one or two scenes where it's like they're showing Margot Robbie as, as Sharon Tate packing her bag. Yeah. And like dancing to music. And then they show her in going to the theater and watching herself and people are laughing and she's enjoying it and yeah. her feet are up in the middle of the screen for some reason. Anyway, my point is is that if any if I had any gripes whatsoever about this movie that were places where it could have been improved. I think that if there was a scene where they kind of had showed the dichotomy of more kind of bluntly of her being the opposite of Rick Dalton, Mm -hmm. then I might've enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah. But I mean, that's very, I'm stretching to pick nits here. Um, Do you have a, a favorite line that sticks out to you? Honestly, now that I think of it, the manslaughter line is fucking hilarious. Uh, that is a good one. That's one that I wrote down. I like the part when he's at the start when he's talking to Al Pacino's character. He's like, "Yeah, I trained for, 
um, three hours a day for two weeks to le- you know, learn how to use the flamethrower, and then it cuts back. Yeah, and he's yeah. shooting the flamethrower, and he turns it off, and he's like, "Hey, is there a, is there anything we could do about the heat?" And the guy behind him is like, "Rick, it's a flamethrower." <laughs> <laughs> or when he gets uh, upset outside, and, and Brad Pitt's like, "No, don't don't cry in front of the Mexicans." <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Don't cry in front of the Mexicans. You take my sunglasses. Yeah, just take my sunglasses. Oh, man. Or at the end when he's like, uh, when they break into the room and the text guy is like, he's like, hey, I, I know you. What's Oh, what's is your your, it's something weird like <laughs> Rex, <laughs> no. Tex, shoot this guy. Yeah. That's it. That's it's it. Tex. No, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, what's your name? And the guy's like, I'm the devil. I came to do the he's devil's like, no, work. No, it was stupider like, than no, that. No, it was stupider <laughs> than that. It was something like Rex, Rex. Yeah. Tex, shoot Who the guy. That's right. It's Tex. Good ass shit. That whole shit is fucking awesome. Yeah. And then just fucking Rick Dalton's like trophy Italian wife just running around yelling. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's uh, comical. The dog, Brandy, is got the to work. Gem. Got to work. Also, well, the first scene with the dog in the trailer when fucking Cliff gets back after the long day and then where he's, like, making his food and stuff, and then he's like, no, like, we eat together, and the dog's just sitting there, they're just like... And then the dog goes... And he's like, is that a wine? He's like, I'll throw this in the garbage. I told you no whining. (laughs) Then they eat together, and it's nice. And he's like... "Mm." Hell yeah. That That dog's awesome. The movie slaps. Uh, At one point, the dog straight up smiles. Yeah. It's fucking... Heartwarming. I would say some of the other top lines were, uh, were yeah, when he's, uh, I think the whole scene when he's in the, the, the trailer talking to himself. Uh, Leo just kills it. Yeah. That, that whole scene, I think the dialogue when he's talking to himself, if you go, go out there and deliver those lines, the best you could possibly do, and I'm going to go home and I'm going to put a 40 caliber bullet, blow out your, your brain. He's talking to himself in the mirror. Yeah. Well, I read a thing online where Quentin Tarantino and Leonardo DiCaprio, it's not explicitly said anywhere in the movie, but Rick Dalton is bipolar. Uh. So it's probably somewhere in the script, maybe, as a descriptor, but that's how it that that's how that character is acting. It explains why he's an alcoholic. He's self-medicating, yeah. yeah. And he fucking hates himself, so... And, like, yeah, constant mood swings. But I, I kind of like that it, they didn't spell it out. Yeah. Like, it's cool. I like finding out that stuff. Who knows? It could least. be bullshit, and it could just be, like, a retrospect thing, and then Leo could just be like, yeah, I'm fucking good at acting. Look at me. It's like, yeah, yeah okay, whatever. No, nah, but he killed it. Like, I, I, he he did a fantastic job. Brad Pitt did a fan- fantastic job. Everybody, everybody in this movie... Did a good job. Fucking even Margot it. Robbie, even though I said my one nit to pick is that I found that those were the scenes that were kind of lesser to me. But I think that's just because, I mean, she's the, 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 the pin on which everything rests Yes, because she has to be living next to him so that this interaction can happen. Um, and obviously you're probably right that there was more in the script or, I don't know I said it, but you know, when, well, Tarantino's scripts are fucking novels. So, oh yeah, he writes them like a novel. So there's probably so much in the direction that you're just like, what the fuck? 
that like you wouldn't even know. But then, uh, yeah, it was it was killer. highly detailed. It was killer. It was a good movie. Anything that you would change or dislike about it? Mm. Some people didn't like how long it was, but it brew. It was. It, it's a fast. It, it flew by. I don't it, know. I said it brew by. Yeah, no, it brew it by. Goes by I, fast, no, it flew by. Quickly, I, it was quickly. an easy watch. I was really enthralled in it. I also minor detail that I really liked because the Manson family sick is that's how it actually happened. Is that they parked at the bottom of the street and they're going to walk up the four of them. Right? Yeah, four of them. And then the one girl fucking bitches out at the last second. That what actually And I'm happens. pretty sure that his that the line, I'm the devil, I'm here to do the devil's work is like actually what the guy said. Yeah. And and then But then in real life he just straight up murdered Sharon Tate and her lover. Yeah, I guess it was implied that her and Jay were... Because they said at the start with Steve Well, that's McQueen. the whole Steve McQueen scene. Yeah, is he's like, oh, yeah, she went and married Roman Polanski, came back, and then... Uh, and But they all hang out together, and he's just waiting for yeah. a chance for for uh, Roman to screw things up, and, and, uh, and then he'll be there to save her. Mm-hmm. I think it was implied. Also, at the end, too, when he comes down and asks Rick Dalton what happened... Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're Rick Dalton. He's talking to him, and then Sharon Tate comes on, and she's like, who's down there, honey? Yeah. And it's like, oh. I thought that, too, at the end. I was like, oh, okay, they are definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely banging. Hell, yeah. But then again, like, they're Hollywood people also associated with weird Europeans. Fucking Rome Polanski's weird Polish ash. So who knows? Maybe they're doing some weird. Bro, I don't shit. even want to know. Like I thought about this. I was like, can you imagine being at like? Remember when Cat Williams did that bit about how you he he started blowing up, but then he got in trouble, or he did the bit that got him in trouble where he talked about how he would go to meetings and they would be asking him something like, "Okay, Cat, we need you to. Uh, we want to get you on this TV show." <laughs> And they're like hitting lines in the yeah. middle of talking to him, and then he went to the hot, the the party at the. Um, mansion and he walked in on what the playboy mansion it's no he said he went to some hollywood he's like yeah going to hollywood parties are crazy because the houses are so big and you walk around and you go into the wrong room and you see like i think the thing i forget who it was that he said it was it was two black um well-known black black actors that were gay banging it out and he got in trouble for that because but i just think like that's probably always been there and i don't know I, i just oh yeah to me, the how crazy big time orgies, hell yeah! How crazy it must be to that that's your life, and you like, you're like super rich and hanging out with all these people. Like, no wonder there's so many people who got like way, way, way too into like drug use and like all that oh, stuff yeah. because, especially in like the '80s and '90s, especially probably even then, man, like people oh, were just yeah. doing wild stuff. Well, that's arguably all the what time. Eyes Wide Shut is all about. Yeah. You know, another odd Stanley movie. Kubrick was murdered for making that movie <laughs> by the Hollywood elite. That's, da, 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 da. Dun, 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 dun. that's a new conspiracy. I'm putting that out there right now. I'm pretty sure that's not new. Oh, somebody's already thought of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that I'm pretty sure? I'm pretty sure that's been out for a while. People talk about Eyes Wide Shut all the time. Anyway, so overall, you wouldn't really not a whole lot, many nits to pick. No. No, me neither. Uh, it's I, really I was... solid. It's the best soundtrack of any Tarantino movie. Easy. 
I uh, yeah. Maybe other than Reservoir Dogs, Reservoir Dogs got a fucking six soundtrack. Overall, again, not much for me to say. Like I said, if I'm really stretching, I feel like they could have included if they were trying to do the the like comparison of Sharon Tate and him. They could yeah. have done that a bit better. Or, I mean, even the scenes that she was there, it wasn't like I was mad. I like Margot Robbie. I yeah. think that it was a well done. Film overall, I'm just saying that the only places where I felt a slight lull in things were the scene, a couple of her scenes where I was like, why are we just watching her? Yeah, I think it was just trying to show, like, the brighter side of Hollywood. Like, look, there's a person going to see their own movie, and they're having a good time. And they, like, bring joy with the other people. And yeah, stuff. and I did like that. I don't know. I didn't really think of that comparison until I said it. So. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Know. Who knows? We're just spitballing here. We're just talking whole bunch of shit. Talking a whole bunch of shit. But overall, great, Concept. fantastic. Uh, I would. Uh, I, I. I have two questions for you. Okay, hit me. The first one is throw them at me. Uh, if you could make a movie that's an alternate history telling of something, what would you make it? Ugh. I would do an alternate history movie about Justin Trudeau where he just owns the blackface and then just starts running Canada in blackface. No, I, no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stupidest movie. You get so much trouble. By so many people. Um, <laughs> that That's basically... Have you heard... I, I forget what this movie's called, but it's a real movie that exists, and I'm pretty sure it came out last year, where it's this Spanish, like, Mexican dude, like, in a, like English-speaking guy, like, Latino dude, and it's about him, and he's a radio host. And he pretends, and he, to, be he pretends to be a black woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the trailer for that, and I was like, I can't believe somebody allowed this to I be know, made. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, I, don't I don't know. know alternate if- history shit. I do, like, try to do... Well, fuck. I guess Watchmen already did, like, alternate Vietnam. Fuck. I don't know. Alternate 9-11 movie. That'd be kind of sick. That would be... Like, I, I don't know what take I would take on it. Maybe. That's see, but you're getting into the, like... Quentin like, Tarantino, I guess United 93 is also sort of an alternate... Yeah, like, but Qu- Qu- Quentin Tarantino did a really smart thing by, uh, like... Well, actually, by I had a, never leaning hard into the into the Charles Manson stuff, like yeah. you only ever see him once, and they only ever mention him once at the no. Thing. But like my thing, like I I had this as a comic book idea that I wanted to write, where it's an alternate history where I guess it's this just a rip off of Watchmen, where essentially nine eleven was prevented, and then George Bush just keeps being president. Because, like, they become, America becomes such a pro-military, anti-terrorism country since they know that they, uh, Al-Qaeda tried to do 9-11 and they know that they stopped them from doing it. They just become so dick hard for fucking just <laughs> killing Al-Qaeda. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, I guess that would be a bad movie to make now. Yeah. Just <laughs> And just fucking hyped up that's Americans the, that, just that, killing That's the problem with like alt- alternate history now that I think about it is that if you're going to tell an alternate history story, you have to like, it yeah. has to like be universally bad. 
Like you have I to guess. universally be against somebody. So like yeah. that's why this movie works. Because or it has I, to be a movie about showing what the repercussions of said. Well, but the thing is that Charles Manson and his yeah. uh, gang of hippies who murdered Sharon Tate. That's why I said, because I said, when I left, I said, you should watch this. Talking to my mom, I said, you should watch this movie. And I was like, the ending of it is really violent, but you find yourself cheering. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, these people Hell yeah. are evil people that were going to do an evil thing. Yeah. So seeing these girls. And you know exactly how evil it was. Yeah. You know that they tried to remove a baby from Sharon Tate's fucking uterus. Yeah. Like, you know how bad it was That's what they up. did. And so having ha- having the dude with the gun being like, I'm the devil here to do the devil's work. And then um, Cliff, Brad Pitt's character just goes... And the dog just starts biting him and, like, attacks his nuts. Like, you're just like, oh, my God. And there's, like, blood everywhere. But you're mm-hmm. cheering. You're like, oh, hell, yeah. And then that other girl tries to run, run at him. Run at him, throws her. a can of dog food at her face and breaks and, her fucking nose. Yeah, it, like, blows. It, like, concaves her nose in. And then she's sick after the dude on the ground is, like, can't fight anymore. He sends the dog oh, over to her, her and then he stomps the dude's head. Yeah. It's mad violent, but you're, but it's, and then the other girl's just kind of standing next to Rick Dalton's wife, just kind of like, and she's what like, the not in my house. And then, her in the face. yeah, and then punches her and then she dips out. And then that chick eventually gets up, fucking tackles fucking Cliff. Cliff gets a fucking knife in his leg, doesn't care. Yeah, he's, he's tripping. <laughs> He's tripping. He's tripping. He's chilling. And then he takes her <laughs> head and bounces and her smashes face it off of everything. everything. It's <laughs> the like, wall, the fireplace, the, toast, the table, the, table. the door, like, the, the, the what and else? Then the girl a mantle. Got, and then the girl who got the her face smashed busted in, up and, and, and half by eaten dog, by the dog runs outside with the gun and the knife. Falls in the pool is because I assume she's blinded oh, yeah, at this she's, point. She's she can't blinded. see shit. The dog. The dog. I mean that dog. That dog goes hard. Fucked her face. It's, it's, that, that dog, dog goes hard. And the can, of, the can of dog food just like concaved her face. Yeah. And then she's in she there. She runs and then, through a fucking glass window. Yeah, and she's covered in glass too. She's got glass all over her when she falls into the pool. And then she's standing there screaming and Rick Dalton just flamethrowers her. Ow, I just realized how much that must have hurt. Open wounds going into a 1960s chlorine pool. <laughs> also, also being burnt so you die by a flamethrower while yeah. you're covered in open wounds. And yeah, glass. by a dude that's fucking eight eight deep in the fucking whiskey sours. Yo, more sours. than eight deep, man. He they, before they went home. They, oh yeah, because like, yeah, they went out. Drunk. He was yeah. too drunk to drive home, so they took a cab back, and then he yeah. made more margaritas. Oh yeah, and that's when he comes outside and he's like. Why are you guys? He's like, if you're gonna come up here on a dark road to smoke your dope, get your fucking muffler fixed first <laughs> next time. And he's just like frantically drinking yeah. as well. The part and he's it's, like, it's he's not looking. even a cup; it's straight up still the blender. Yeah, it's still the blender thing. And he's like looking through the window. He looks mad, and he just sips, and it all spills out himself. It's great. Oh god. But yeah, no, and that's and that's why it works because it's yeah. like it's something that is. So universally known as it being bad, it's just like mm-hmm. it's why Inglorious Bastards worked, because everybody hates Hitler. Well, not everybody, but yeah. we don't associate with those who think he's cool. And if you associate with people who think that Hitler is cool, reevaluate your friend circles, my friends, because that dude, premium piece of shit. What Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I have to say this, but the fact that there's like neo-Nazis and shit now, I feel like I need to say that if you know anybody who's into like alt-right or like 
incel shit yeah, or whatever. No. Tell if them there's to, anybody give out them there some that, tough love or just tell them to yeah. fuck off. No, like, if you have a friend that thinks ethnic cleansing is cool, on site. Yeah, on You're site. Done. It's on site. <laughs> done. It's on site. You're out of here. We're You're done. Getting fucking clapped. I've I've been doing that Bro. recently to my Facebook and stuff. I see people posting like weird, ignorant, like racist. Yeah. It's either racist stuff thinly veiled as political stuff, or it's just straight up racist memes being like Or people like Don like the Don Cherry shit. That really that really just put like a good side on it. It's like Nah, you're just racist. But then some, or like what Cody's perspective? What did Cody say? He well, had the Cody best take. Cody didn't agree with what Don. Well, Jerry no, said, what he said, he was just like, yeah, he's we were, eighty fucking yo, years yo, sh- old. Shouts out Cody out on out in BC. We'll Coddler. see you soon. We'll see you soon, my dude. Um, but yeah, no, we he said we were talking about it in his house over the holidays, and uh, we were all talking, just saying how stupid it is that. You know, like, of course he's going to get fired. He said some racist shit on live TV and you just can't do that. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, I mean, well, I guess it, it didn't matter it didn't, to him for a while. But like he was above. That. He was saying a lot of stupid, racist and bigoted shit. Big for dumb a long shit. Time. Mm-hmm. It's not his first offense, guys. Uh, but after we were talking, I looked to Cody and I said, what do you think about it? And he's just standing there. He's in his living room. He's, I think he's like had a cigarette by the door and I looked over and I said, Hey, what, what, uh, what do you think about it? And he's like, come on, dude, that's 80 fucking five. Like he should retire anyways. Like it's not the first time he said anything and he's an 85 year old man. Like there's, yeah. you're surprised that an 85 year old man says who was dumb shit, who was like lived through many wars. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's been around for a long time that he said, some some suspect stuff like he's yeah. been saying it forever and now yeah. and it, it even when he was younger when he was like 75 and yeah. 70 like he was still saying some stuff that yeah. you know you can't go to your job and say racist stuff and not expect repercussions yeah. and look don cherry see you buddy yeah it's cool go chill for the last five years of your life and i don't know man he's got there's something in those suits yeah, maybe more like 10 years like or, he's, or 15. No, he's got blood bags in those suits, man. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of it... Ron like, McClain was his blood boy. <laughs> like, at the end of it, you would go... You'd watch him, and it would go to... What was his sec- session called? Coach's, Coach's Corner. Corner, yeah. You'd go to Coach's Corner, and it would just be delirious. Hey, what's game? You see him on the ice. You love how he looks. He's a young, healthy boy, ready to go, moving on the ice. You just don't understand what he's saying. Like, he just is yelling nothing. This how you need a power play to yeah. move these boys forward. If you want to see a good season out of the team, middle coach has to go down, but those young boys really playing okay. on the ice. You're like, what are you saying, dude? Okay. We're talking defense here, okay? We're talking defense. These guys aren't playing defense right now. They're not playing defense. You know who's playing defense? The military's playing defense. Are These you? are the good guys that we need yeah. on our team. We need a trained killer out here playing enforcer on the D-line. Or he'll say something like, he'll be like, like, oh yeah, love to watch those young boys play, playing defense, playing offense, playing hockey. These young boys ready to play on the ice. And you're like, what are you talking about, dude? You know, like, back in my day, we didn't have helmets. You took a puck to the tooth. You went on the bench for two minutes. You went back out there and you punched that guy. He's, yeah, he's just like <laughs> screaming at me. And, and, and the thing is that a bunch of dudes are sitting around going, damn right, Don. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They yeah. do need to play hockey. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. 
Wow, those you know, those boys are really young and full of energy. You know what, Don? You're right. ISIS wouldn't exist if they had hockey in the Middle East. You're right. <laughs> anyway, that 85-year-old dude, he's out. I don't know how we get on this tangent. I don't know, but that was a good one. I liked it. Uh, the other thing that I had to, that I, the other question that I wanted to ask. Well, let's, let's round it out. It's hard to come up. I think that if you spun the 9-11 story with like, I don't know. That's hard though, because like, if you make a movie mm-hmm. where you're like, nine eleven never happened," that it it would be kind of disrespectful to the people who died. You know what I mean? Well, no. It would just show how America would be different. Like, I think that would be better as a comic. Yeah. No, that's why. I, yeah, I know. That's why you said it was originally a comic. I don't well, know. Well, I'll, what I, I'll if I was tell gonna... you the actual pitch. Is what happens is they prevent nine eleven. And then on the 20th anniversary of them preventing 9-11, George W. Bush is still president, and they're doing a thing in New York. And then that day, 9-11-2021, a giant, like, kaiju comes out and just starts destroying (laughs) New York. I was just going to say, you should do something weird, like the Titanic never sunk, but then it turns out the Titanic actually, like, in its cargo hold had, like, a crashed alien spaceship or Yo. something. And then, and then so Boy. they land, and it's like, yeah, the Titanic landed. Boy. But then it turns out that it was carrying, like, top-secret aliens that, like, break loose in New York and kill people. Dude, dude, that would be that, hard. Okay, that, that's sick. Alternate history, aliens took down the Titanic. Just have a sick horror movie, like The Thing, where it's a contained horror movie on a ship, and then that's what happens. And the Isn't shit. that underwater? No, underwater is about people underwater, not on a boat. But apparently it's pretty good. Dan said it's pretty good. Yeah, no, but this one would also be like a period piece, like where it's taking place in the early 1900s. When, is that when the Titanic happens? Something like that. Yeah. It's a big boat. So it's like a bunch of like posh British people in the early 1900s being like, I'm just here to enjoy the show. I want to go see some fucking icicles in the water on my way to Manhattan. And then all of a sudden, some fucking demons just like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I would do something like wacky, some like alternative history thing like that. That's wacky like that. Like, you know, do yeah. some weird or do some like World War Two alien mm-hmm. stuff or like some weird occult, whatever. That's like I like sci fi and horror stuff. So anyway, um, the other thing that I was going to say before we round this out uh, at yeah. a crisp hour is uh, is power ranking Quentin Tarantino movies. What do you think? Um, you don't even have to do numbers. You can say like top tier, middle tier, lower tier. Now, let's preface this by all of his movies are really good. So when we say lower tier, we're talking about like a hard 8.5 or 8. Yeah. Can I just say, put this out here, and I, can we agree on this? Hateful Eight's his worst movie. It would be in my bottom tier. Yeah, I think that's his, not necessarily, it's not the worst movie, it's his weakest, but then this is also his standards, so like, Hateful Eight's probably like a solid 6.5 for me. Uh, I would say... but that, So that's the lowest that... Quentin Tarantino's I, I still like I would still put that up I would I'd give yeah. it at least a 7.58 I, I do I do uh, like that I do really like that movie I like that movie more understanding that it was originally written as like a one stage play yeah and so that makes it make more sense I think yeah. that a lot of the acting in that movie is fantastic I do think that there's whole sections of that movie that 
aren't that good. But while I was in the States, I, I think watched, it's just his most forgettable. Like, no, but the thing is, in the States, they released it on Netflix as a four episode thing. Yeah, that's here too. It's on Netflix. And oh, I didn't too. know it was there. I yeah. just saw it there. So I and I watched that, and it has the extra scenes in it oh. to like pad it out. So instead of it it being a, a two and a half hour movie, it comes out to being like I don't know three and a half or something like that or four. Mm. I don't know. I can't remember. But he has all the extra scenes, so it's oh. like a director's cut turned into a a series. Oh, and it, it's <clears throat> it's I like it a lot more that way. Okay, that just reminded me of what I wanted to say. Quentin Tarantino. For writing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he actually wrote scripts for episodes of Bounty Law. Like the show that Rick Dalton starred in, like the Western when he was the lead. He wrote five episodes of Bounty Law. And he plans on actually making them. Hell yeah. With, so it would be Leonardo DiCaprio as Rick Dalton as that guy. So and absolutely, he plans on actually doing that. Did was, you hear that he wanted to do a Star Trek? Yeah, but I just read a thing today actually, him saying that's probably unlikely to happen. Well, it's probably unlikely to happen now because I don't think they're gonna do another Star Trek. Yeah, and you can't have an alien saying the N word. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> like whatever alien swears on. No, I know which one you meant. I just didn't want to give any credence to that idea. Uh, Normandy. Um, the, uh, the, but, um, he did say in his, uh, unstoppable rewatchables episode that he really likes Chris Pine and that he wants to find a role for Chris Pine. I could see it. I could give Chris Pine a a go at a Tarantino movie. Okay. So I'm going to say top tier. Let's look at top tier. I would say, uh, once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's definitely up there for me. Uh, Pulp Fiction, obviously. Reservoir Dogs, obviously. Um, I love Django, and I love uh, Kim, um, Inglorious uh, Bastards. Inglorious Bastards is his best movie. That movie is God tier. Yeah. That's, I would say it's it's up there. That's his most perfect movie. It is almost... Am I missing something? It is what am flawless. I missing? Jackie Brown, Death Proof, Kill Death Bill, on Volume 1 and 2. Death Proof's on the bottom. Uh, Jackie I, Brown is... is Highly underrated. Highly underrated, but still only in the middle for me. Um, Robert Forrester kills it in that movie so hard. So, so, yeah, I would say probably up at the top, you got the standard Reservoir Dogs, uh, Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards. Bastards, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, I would Once upon even put a time in Hollywood. Hollywood, sorry. But then are we also, would, do you count true romance? Because it is basically, Tony Scott shot that basically exactly as it was written. Um, so it basically is a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, and he wrote it. Same he with wrote he wrote... Uh, from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn. And he also wrote uh, uh, Natural Born Killers. Where do you rank his CSI episode? <laughs> I don't even remember that. I remember the one where the person's that. buried alive? Oh, yeah. Quentin Tarantino directed that episode of CSI, dude. Just because he liked CSI so much. He's like, I want to direct an episode of CSI. <laughs> and um, then they fucking yeah, were like, on yeah. the bottom, Death Proof. I, I would put Hateful Eight closer to the bottom. Yeah. In the middle. I, I Do we have all of them? I got to look at this again. I got to... I'm going to make sure I'm not missing I can go in order. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Oh, Kill Bill 1 and 2 are in the I middle for me. I said that. 
Well, for me, volume two is high up. Volume one's middle. Uh, yeah, I would put for me, I would put Reservoir Dogs, Django, and Glorious Bastards, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Pulp Fiction up at the top. Uh, and then I would put um, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 and Jackie Brown in the middle. And then I would put The Hateful Eight and uh, and um, Death Proof on the lower end. Now, mm-hmm. I do like those movies. Yeah. Like if I... If, if I Death Proof's a perfect movie for what it is. It's a fucking dumb grindhouse movie. And yeah. it's perfect and I in think that it, sense. I think it's... I, but it's just... I don't know. It it wasn't as uh, it just doesn't hit the same way. Yeah, you know? no. But it is it is a cool movie. I Kill Bill wanted to have aged kind of poorly for me. Like I go back and I watch them and I'm like, uh. whereas if I go and watch Reservoir Dogs again yeah. or Pulp Fiction, well, which Kill Bill has the crazy eighty eight scene? First one. Oh. What's in the second one? Second one's the scene where he fights uh, what's her name with the one eye, oh, yeah. and uh, and Fucking there's a lot of flashbacks Beatrix. to her. Wait, no, her name's Be- Beatrix. Oh yeah, her name's Beatrix. What the fuck's her name? And then she goes and does the, the oh yeah, she does five finger death punch. The five finger death punch. And then she's like, oh my god, how'd you learn that? And then she dies. All right. A lot. I of also the- like this speech at the end when she actually kills Bill, where he talks about how Superman. Him as Kal L is actually who he is. So his actual costume is Clark Kent. And Clark Kent is his vision of what he thinks society is supposed to be, of how people are supposed to act in society. So, like, that's what he that's how he perceives yeah. humans as an alien. Now, that shit blew my mind as like a 13 year old. It's like, huh? No, they're still good, but they're just there in the middle to me with yeah. Jackie Brown. I've um, also never seen the actual full single cut, which does exist. I forget what it's what he calls it, but there is a cut of Kill Bill where it's like the four hour and a half full thing. Yeah. But it's not physically released anywhere but he does have it and he has played it in theaters quentin hit us up yeah let's come watch it yo we just got to go to the fucking new beverly look honestly i think oh like again and we're talking like this is like nitpicking this is like talking about wayne gretzky and being like oh this wasn't perfect or whatever you know what i mean like we're talking about someone with an incredibly high uh, high quality output. So what we're saying isn't the best for him is still leaps and bounds beyond yeah. a lot of other films. So, and this is, these are personal lists. I don't need people coming at me saying death yeah. proof is great. Hateful eight is yeah, great. No, uh, Why are you saying these things about Quentin Tarantino? No, I like all of his movies. I will watch all of his movies. I've seen all of his movies multiple times, except for once upon a time in Hollywood, which mm-hmm. I, Accidentally called Once Upon a Time in Mexico, but I meant Once Upon a Time in Once Hollywood. Upon a Time in Mexico is a fucking yeah, sick it's a movie good movie. I'm not sorry, but I mean, Once Upon a Time, you know. Also, does kind of relate Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino, go kind of hand in hand. So, you know what? Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon. What up? Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon. All right. So, um, well, let's wrap this up here. Uh, um, we Top gotta- five Quentin Tarantino movie, for sure. What? 
Once Upon a Time. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, so I'm just trying to think of what my top five is exactly. Well, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that for now. I want to say Inglorious Bastards, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, probably Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Kill Bill Volume 1. We'll Fair enough. Bill. Uh, I, uh, uh, what else was, can we close or this down? instead of Kill Bill, True Romance, if we count that. True Romance is sick. So. That is, it is a sick yeah. movie. Um, the, uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I need to watch it again. Yeah, also, since I heard him talking about Unstoppable and talking about Tony yeah. Scott, I think it would be cool to go back Also, and- Val Kilmer as Elvis Presley. Need I say more? Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, go back and listen to the Star Wars episode, which I dropped a couple days ago. It's short. Uh, and, uh, and I have another one that's going to come out on this Saturday that is going to be talking about justified Timothy Oliphant. He's in this movie, uh, too. Um, we didn't really talk about him much, but, uh, he's great. I like him and justified is a fucking awesome TV show. So I'm going to talk about that and why they, uh, pretty much ended that show perfectly and, um, why I think it's a, a fantastic, uh, example of good television that a lot of people may have overlooked um yeah and then next week we're gonna do a link later film I, yeah. i'm not sure which one well, we're doing yet well there's so many good ones i was slacker i think slacker we should do everybody see. wants some because not enough people have seen yeah not movie. a lot of people do that and i think yeah if it's as good as the Deepwater Horizon episode, we can just do episodes of movies people should fucking watch and get to know, which is basically all of Linklater's filmography, really. Yeah, I mean, we could... Like, the only movies people really know that are Linklater are Days and Confused, and everyone knows School of Rock, but nobody knows that it's a Linklater film. School of Rock was directed by Richard Linklater. You didn't know this? <laughs> Bro, you just did something there. <laughs> I I had no idea. I yeah, thought it was dude. direct. Oh my no, god! No, dude, Mike White wrote it and Richard Linklater directed it. Yeah, Mike White, the guy that plays Ned Stevens. How did I? I'm pretty sure that I know this, but you no, know, it's a fucking. I forgot because it is- makes no sense if you think of any Richard Linklater movie. It's like, oh shit. Also, the entire before trilogy, like <sighs> Waking Life, one of my favorite movies. But he's got range. Linklater's yeah. got range. Boyhood, Days and Confused. Yeah. He's trying to uh, do like another. Some. Anyway, we're going to pick a link later movie and then we're going to do that. Yeah. So next Wednesday, we'll have that coming out and we'll tell you more about stuff. Let's do an episode um, on heat. That'd be like a two parter. <laughs> That'd be a three-hour episode. I want to do that because heat slaps. All right, so Uh, um, let's. uh, We'll end it out by saying thank you for listening. Oh, Um, got any plugs? Yeah, I'm getting to that. I'm uh, I'm at p l m r d r on Twitter and at p a l m r e a d r. So no e at the end of palm reader um so yeah on instagram i have a show this saturday um and matt will be there too sub-zero winterfest's the last harmony lunch hip-hop show in waterloo that place is closing down and it's a big festival and it's a lot of dope people are playing and it's big homies gang gang all that stuff um and i have an album coming out i don't know when it was supposed to come out uh tomorrow or the day after whatever it is but it got pushed so i'll tell you guys more about that next week i guess but um yeah so follow me on social medias if you want and uh and come to uh, uh sub-zero winterfest if you like hip-hop music matt yeah uh follow me on all the 
platforms. I am Otis Morris on that shit. Uh, yeah, I am Otis Morris. Instagram, Twitter. Listen to my other podcast. Otis Morris hates himself. Himself, not plural. It's a single Themselves. person. Otis Morris hates himself. Yeah. <laughs> multiple the, personality yeah, disorder. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a multiple personality disorder podcast. I get different people that are just me to come on and talk about it. I don't know. Maybe I'll do an episode of that where I just uh, try to evaluate myself. Evaluate um, all the characters speaking to you in your head? Yeah. Ugh. I'll evaluate Don Cherry. Who's <laughs> always just screaming about yeah, defense. He's always, the he's always just comparing Don, you're 85. Get out military. of my head. Get yeah. out of my head. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if my monthly comedy show is even happening anymore. Hopefully it is. But, but uh, And if it is, it would be But it would be, uh, if it is, January 30th, somewhere in Waterloo, oh, there's going to be a comedy show. Next week, yeah. Well, we'll have more information on that on the next Follow episode. Bad Toys on Facebook. Bad Boys, Bad, that's what I got the name from, Bad Boys. Bad, bad Toys. Bad Toys, and then, uh, yeah, it'll say Bad Toys live at Harmony Lunch, but uh, rest in peace, Harmony Lunch. Rest in peace, Harmony Not Lunch. Not happening anymore. Great chicken sandwich. Pour, pour one out, pour one out. All right, so yeah, come out to Sub-Zero if you can. Next week, we're going to talk in Lick later. On Saturday, I'll be talking about Justified. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you when we see you. Also, go watch Uncut Gems. Oh, and remember... Always initiate bird protocol. Oh, fully initiated. Fully initiated. Tell your fathers. Tell your brothers. Tell your mothers. Tell your sisters. Tell your adopted children. Yeah. Tip your grocer. Let it be known. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>